0: Jambo, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I'm Dave McBride here in the Radio Harambe studios, and I have a little bit of a bonus podcast for you today, a short one. Uh, as you probably already know, a few weeks back, Safari Mike and I had the incredible pleasure, really uh, the <laughs> coming true of a dream, really, of being able to talk to and interview the great Joe Rody about so many things. If you haven't listened to that, it's a two part interview. Go back and take a listen to all that. When we were done with the interview, Mr. Rohde said to us, Oh, you know, we didn't get a chance to tell any like kind of fun stories about travel and all that kind of stuff. So I said to him, well, go ahead. And he just gave us a couple of really funny stories, really interesting and kind of almost perilous stories about his time sort of exploring the world. And, uh, so what I have for you today is just the audio from those uh, those few minutes, those 10 minutes or so where Joe gave us one of those, uh, a couple of those great stories that I'm talking about. Um, so we're going to take a kind of a little break here and then come back with this, uh, this little conversation, the end of this conversation with Mr. Rohde that Safari Mike and I had. But before we do that, just want to remind you of the Tee Public store, everything we have on there, every bit we sell goes towards conservation 100% of the profits go to conservation Uh, Christina uh, one of the hosts as well here of uh, Radio Harambe has done an amazing job making some really great uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom themed designs go check them out go buy yourself one Christmas is coming this is the way to do it Uh, and uh, you know this is the way to uh, get something real nice for that Animal Kingdom fanatic in your life so you know Head over there. All the links are in the show notes. The links are in all of our um, social media. You can find us on Facebook at Radio Harambe, Twitter. You can find me at Radio Harambe. You can also interact with Safari Mike at Jombo Everyone. Um, and I and on Instagram, we are at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And all the links are there to go to that tea Public page. Thank you to everyone who has done that so far. We have made some really nice donations to a number of of conservation organizations over the years. Uh, right now we're doing one for the painted dogs of Africa, amazing species of animal that faces, uh, you know, a perilous future here. Uh, so thank you so much for everyone who's done that and who has uh, donated or, or purchased and then been part of a donation. So without further ado, we're going to just listen to a little music here and come back with our little conversation about Joe Rohde's Perilous travel stories here on Radio Harambe. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all on the next episode, okay?
1: Okay, here's a story. This is a thing that happened. Oh, oh, this is a good one. This is a story that happened on the trip that I was on to do these paintings. This is towards the very end of the trip. I was traveling with two other artists who were women and it was like one of the very last days or the last day. And we're along this river, the Kali Gandaki River, which is flanked on either side by very tall organ pipe cliffs, sort of um, Grand Canyon looking, and then a big gravel flat plain down through the middle of the river. Uh, and at the time we were staying on the, I think the east side of the river, um, and, uh, the women had, uh, the guide had pointed out that on the opposite side on a little cliff was an abandoned, um, Buddhist, uh, nunnery with a big golden statue. And it It is really cool to go see, we can go see this abandoned, uh, nunnery, think of it like a monastery. And so the two women are like, oh, let's go, let's go. And I'm very cranky, like, this is our last day painting. It's going to chew up all these hours, blah, blah, blah. Finally, they convince me. We get on our little horses. We ride across the gravel plain. The river is about eight inches deep and, you know, 12 feet wide, crystal clear snowmelt water. We go inside this fantastic, of course, I'm totally wrong. It's completely fantastic. We're in there for hours and hours of drawing painting, sketching, very cool Indiana Jonesy kind of space. Uh, The guides who were with us had taken all of our polished um, metal uh, lunch plates and laid them out in a shaft of sunlight on the floor. So there's all this light bouncing back into the space. And we come out, I don't know, two in the afternoon. And while we were inside there, there has been a giant flash flood. So that river that had been 10 inches deep and 12 feet wide is now three feet deep and 400 feet wide. (laughs) if not wider. And it's moving like a freight train. We're like, "Uh uh-oh. We need to get back across this river. Um, And so the, the horseman, the Tibetan guy, is like, okay, to me, he goes, you, you ride up about a quarter mile up there into the river and start fording across the river. You should end up pretty much across over here. I'm going to take the two women and I will get them across. So I just do what he says. Off I go on my horse, take my feet out of the stirrup because if that horse goes down, you're not coming back up you don't want to be down with them. So now you're just gripping this horse with your legs and into that water, chest deep, any moment, any damn thing could happen it's making a noise like a freight train it's the color of concrete you know glurbling along um and i get to the other side and i lead the horse up this scree slope and then finally make it up to the trail which is up on the top of these organ pipe cliffs and by then i can't see them because the cliffs are so steep i can't see where they are about three minutes later i see this horse go floating by with nobody on it uh, with this bright Tibetan saddle, looks like a little candy wrapper, and it gets out on an island. A couple seconds later, another Tibetan guy goes riding by on horseback to go get that horse. And I can, and the, one of the two women is stuck on a rock in the middle of this river and, and literally has to be rescued like a movie star hero by the Tibetan guy sweeping her onto his saddle and fording the river to get to the other side. So that... Was adventure (laughs) that was, (laughs) but and as cool as it's right now, sounds all very adventure, but in the moment, you're like, any freaking second this horse could go under, I die. Um, and then it's done, you know, then it's done, and it's done. Um, so you know, uh, another time, very, very simple. Very simple. One of these, like, I'm in the Himalayas. La, 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 la. We're hiking through dense, dense, cold forest of giant ancient trees. And um, it's wet. It's mossy. And we come to a place where this stream, and I know this stream. I know how big this stream is. It, It has to be at least 15 feet wide and 10 feet deep probably more than that. Uh, um, But in this spot, it is five feet wide and whatever that multiple is deep. So it's moving like compressed water, making a sound like a jet engine. And the only way to cross it is a natural stone bridge that is about 14 inches wide. It is not flat, it is round like a log, and it is covered in moss. As you seriously, I'm looking at this going, would I be better off trying to take a running jump at this stream than to cross on this bridge? But you can't, because the banks aren't shaped in a way that will give you a running jump. So you have to cross this river, which, you know, how long is that gonna take? It's one step two-step, and you're across, right? But if you slip, no one will ever find you. You will be atomized into, like, you know, fish food uh, in in a matter of seconds. So that's kind of... Things like that come and go in a matter of seconds, and they're done. The rest of these trips is very normal stuff the normal la 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 you know neither of those were disney business trips um where we (laughs) hear them so that such things don't happen um but you never know you know i mean i i we were on trips where we're sleeping in our tent at night this isn't necessarily super dangerous um but you look out the window which is made of screen and there's a hippo which can only be about 18 inches away from you. Oh my God. On the other wow. side. Green. So that makes you very quiet. Although, you know, I know he can hear me. I know that hippo has to be thinking, why is this strange geometric object making such biological noises? Can't figure it out. Anyway, I'm going to continue on my way. So every so often you'll be, you know, the, the little thing happens that makes you think, Oh, that was a that was the adventure moment that thing, <laughs> it just happened that was the adventure moment uh what other kind of stories like what about that? the elephant that you mentioned in the you, no, you I, was, cho- I was in a camp and uh i was on my way to uh breakfast and i was all alone and it's kind of scrubby bushy country so you couldn't see very far and i could see this elephant kind of coming over the top of the trees, which weren't very big, you know, they're like 12 foot tall trees, nine foot tall trees. And it's a T intersection, so I can't go forward because I'll be at the T intersection where the elephant is. And the elephant comes around the corner and then it sees me and it's very upset and it's waggling its head and waggling its ears and waggling its trunk and trumpeting, which I will tell you is really scary. Um, but in my head, I'm thinking, yes, but that is a bluff. They tell me that's a bluff. So I'm supposed to just stand here. Don't run, whatever you do. Don't run. So then the elephant starts, I won't say charging, but coming towards me in a fast way because his legs are long. <laughs> Sounds so like charging closed. to me. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's so dramatic, charging. He's coming at me very deliberately. And he's still waggling his head and waggling his trunk and he's still trumpeting. But I will tell you that this is a supremely terrifying thing. Um, And then he folds his ears back and rolls up his trunk so that it's only tusks. And that is not a bluff. So now I'm really terrified. And I start backing up. um, If you turn your back and run, you're done, right? So I'm backing up. And I hit a tree. And when I hit the tree, the elephant stops. And so I think, oh, it's over. I'm going to take a picture. So I reach into my pocket. I pull out my little point-and-shoot camera. And by the time I have it up, he's charging again. So I have a picture of an elephant charging me. Uh, But by that time, the guards in the camp are running. Everyone's running. A human wall. Everyone's there. So the elephant stops. But I mean, he stops like... I don't know, 15 feet away, really, really close. Um, and hmm. I am not ashamed to say that was probably the single scariest thing that ever, 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 <laughs> And that includes like airplanes with blow tires and all kinds of stuff. The scariest thing. Because <laughs> uh, you're not, you can't run faster than, you nothing, you know. So anyway, that was a big adventure. That was an adventure story. So anyway, those are some stories, you know, adventure stories.
0: That's great. I could listen to this all day.
1: (laughs) All right. I'm going to let you go. Thank you very much. That was great. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank Thank you, you, guys. Thank you.